to Women Worth Knowing, the radio program and podcast hosted by Cheryl Broderson and Robin Jones-Gunn. There are so many Christian women with fascinating stories, whether missionaries, musicians, reformers, authors, or wives and mothers. Their examples are inspirational to us all. I'm Cheryl Broderson. Robin Gunn is not in studio with me Um, today and I'm missing her as usual when she's not here because she's amazing. But I have uh, a guest and this is part two and I'm in studio with Lynn Kelly. And what's fascinating about Lynn, we we started this just talking about how God does extraordinary things with ordinary women. And Lynn liked to emphasize that she was stupid but full of faith. But she told us a little bit about her journey, uh, kind of beginning with disillusionment with the church and coming to Jesus actually at Bible college. I mean, I think a lot of people actually have that testimony that they actually came to Jesus at Bible college. I mean, they went there like... Uh, I think they call it black heel marks all the way, you know, just like being dragged by the Lord. And uh, then met her husband. And even that, you know, it looked like it wasn't going to happen. But God was already stirring your heart for Uganda. And then I cannot believe that you went at, what was it, three or six months pregnant to Uganda? Six months pregnant with a a one-year-old. With a one-year-old. And you went with far-reaching ministries, which, Mm. may I say this, uh, that's not a safe ministry. It's an amazing <laughs> ministry. It is. It but is, they have yes. been under threat I know, I know, so I know. many yeah. times. The thing about Wes makes you feel safe, though. Yeah. There's something about him. He is. He really, Teddy Bear Wes. He really yes. does. Yeah. But, I mean, just absolutely um, amazing ministry. We love Wes and Vicki mm-hmm. Bentley so much. Yeah. But just an amazing ministry, mm-hmm. but still not safe. And that mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. at that age, uh, only 22 with mm-hmm. uh, one child, one on the way, willing to go, mm-hmm. not only willing, but wanting to mm-hmm. go. Now you're in Uganda and, you know, it's a whole different culture, mm-hmm. whole different culture. And yet you're loving it. You're embracing mm-hmm. it. You're like, I was born for this. Yeah. So now you're in Uganda. And if you haven't heard part one, go back, listen to part one before you come to part two. <laughs> so you're in Uganda mm-hmm. and you're living there. You're in an apartment. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, how was it like adjusting to like even going to the market? You've got mm-hmm. two children. Yes. You're, you're going to, I mean, your life <laughs> is 100% different than what it was yep. here in the States. Yep. And no grandmas to babysit. No, I no have to grandmas. admit that. Yeah, I never had that when the kids were little. But the nice thing is... Um, you build these relationships, and we still actually, Brian and I just had a little reunion with two other families from Uganda that we knew that they become like family. Right. You know, you know how right. you right there's Christians. You right. you experience it here in the states a little bit, but when you're in other countries, you just need each other so you do. much. You do. Um, and then the other thing that was really great is, although Uganda is dangerous, it's actually mm, we were where we were in the city. We weren't north where um, they were having issues in South Sudan and with the Lord's Resistance Army, right, with kidnapping children. We were we were in the city, so it did have a, a, a more feeling of like safeness, um, protection, but Ugandans in general are the most family orientated, loving mm-hmm. people. They're not a violent mm-hmm. culture, a violent, they'll steal your identity and lie to your face. But besides <laughs> that, that, lying is like, okay. In their culture. It's, that was actually one of the hardest. They're really lying, nice. They're when they They're really do it. nice while they're stealing your identity. <laughs> yeah. They're really nice. Um, but yeah, they're just the most, they're really loving. And I'm a really, I have a really big personality. So I feel like I felt 
I, I fit in really well there. I, I loved it. And they, they embraced us. They mm-hmm. loved, they loved Brian and I learning. And like I told you, mm, Oh, you'd ask me about going to the market and stuff. So I had to learn how to cook everything from scratch. I, mm-hmm. And I loved to eat. I'm Italian. My last name, my maiden name is Petroni. My dad's mm-hmm. Dino. Um, so I love to cook and I loved, I, no, I didn't know how to cook. I had to learn how to cook, but I love to eat. So I had to learn how to cook everything from scratch. Um, and I would get on a little, they call it a boda boda. So down to the market, which is like a motor, little motorcycle. And I'd get on the back of this guy's motorcycle. You'd hire him. I didn't oh drive my, my goodness. own. Uh, oh my goodness. Uh-huh. Like when right. we first arrived, like I'd go with maybe three dollars, mm-hmm. my backpack, and I'd go down to the market. And um, I remember it's a big hill. They'd have to go down, and I just and we were taking Luganda classes, but their national language is English. Mm. So I would try and speak Luganda to them, and they would literally just laugh at me and speak English. <laughs> <laughs> like, why am I doing this? I don't know. Anyway, so we ended up stops with the Luganda classes because there was no point. The city's very international and so everyone speaks um, English for the mm-hmm. most part. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to learn how to, I love to cook. So I got to learn how to do all that there. And um, it was a, it was a great, and cooking for other people, it was a, it was a great, great experience there learning how to do that. But like I said, no power half the time, no water half the time. Oh my and, goodness. Um, but the thing about, again, the other thing about living there is it's so easy to be thankful for what you have. Even though Brian and I, we had we had raised no support. Um, mm. Wes, we went over with a pastor and that pastor left us after a year. Mm. So that's how Brian, be- my Brian became the pastor of the oh church. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The Lord. Uh, seriously. Mm-hmm. There was maybe 50 people at the church at that mm-hmm. point. We'd been there for a year. And I must say, I was really homesick. I was mm-hmm. homesick. And I kind of was thinking, we had no money. We hadn't mm. raised anything. And um, my parents were like, oh, sweet. They're gonna, once again, they're going to come home. Maybe they're going to come home. And Brian was like, no, we're, I think we need it. We should stay. And he had my passport locked in a safe. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> but um, he, yeah, we, we stayed. And the thing about life, life there was really, really hard, but ministry was incredible. That church, oh. And I think that's it too. You stay because you fall in love with the people. You do. You do. Mm-hmm. You were just it's the people. Mm-hmm. And they're so like someone asked, like what 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 it was like, like leading ministry there and doing ministry there. It's like they have such a need there here in the states. We can fill our needs. We don't have needs. Mm-hmm. Just charge it on a credit card. Mm-hmm. You know, we can fill our hearts with mm-hmm. our lives with so mm-hmm. much crap, and mm-hmm. we don't. We don't. We. Mm-hmm. we and then we fill it with so many things, and then we we have nothing because mm-hmm. our hearts are so empty. You know, we're mm-hmm. there in, in Uganda. They don't have, they have nothing. You know, so um, they they crave the Bible. And again, they are way more spirit. They're just more spiritual. They're mm-hmm. I think they're quiet. They don't have TV and so many things to distract. TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they're able to hear better. Mm-hmm. And and I found and I and I don't want to you know rag on America because no, you know, no, this is where we're no, called. Of course, of but. Course. I have found, you know, we served in England for a while, and the authenticity that you find Mm. in these other countries. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they commit Mm -hmm. to Jesus, Mm -hmm. they are committed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, and we had a very international church uh, with a lot of Ugandan people in our church in Mm -hmm. England, just so sincere, so Mm -hmm. committed. Mm -hmm. And the difference was amazing. So authentic. Yeah. You know, they didn't ask how you were and walk away. No, no. They they stand there and they want to know. Yep. And then they want to pray. And I remember this one woman said, you know, Cheryl, how are you doing? I said, oh, I'm doing fine. I hurt my thumb. And she's like, oh, when I walk and talk to Jesus, I will pray for your mom. And I didn't want to say that I said (laughs) thumb because it 
sounded so uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she told me she was losing her house, so she was praying exactly. and walking. And I'm like, oh, oh my geez. goodness, I want to pray for you. But you know, it really makes you feel so trite. Yeah. yeah. When and and it makes you take inventory of how much you really do have. Yes. So you're there, and you have yep. your third child there. Yep. Yep. So at that point, um, at when I got pregnant with the third, we had gone. We had a building. Um, we were at like the the fourth and the fifth story of this building right downtown, and we'd just gone to three services on Sunday morning. So My the church is growing, wow. and growing and growing. Wow. Yeah, it was it was incredible, and I was overseeing the. And this is a man who didn't know he was supposed to be a pastor. No, mm-mm, yeah. mm-mm, no but God clearly, if you ever hear him teach, oh, he's such. A, I'm so blessed to get to to be his. Yeah, his. Him be my pastor. I love listening to him. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to understand. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so I got to learn to be a pastor's wife there in Uganda. It was, it was, yeah, it was a now, sweet thing. What precipitated you leaving Uganda? You know what happened because oh, yeah, you were yeah. there for how many years? It's almost ten. Ten, almost ten. Years. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, we were and there so for a very long. Kids time. pretty much grew yeah. up in that culture, which yes. is so good for them. You know, yes. these second culture kids. Yes. Okay, yes. so what precipitated going back to Coming the states? Back, yeah, um, at that point. Uh, basically, I'm trying to think of the best way to explain it. The church, oh, I know. We left for a summer for six weeks. We came back and the church had grown mm-hmm. and some people didn't know who Brian was. Oh, my goodness. So at that point, and you're like, okay, Lord, yes, we're not needed yes, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at, also at that point, Brian was on the radio. He was, when we would go out, people would be like, oh, that's Pastor Brian. Mm. Oh, that's, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I didn't want to say he was getting prideful because he wasn't, he wasn't prideful, but I could see like people there, we had gone like a full 10 years with them getting to know the Lord and getting saved. It was time for them to know that it wasn't Brian. Yes. That was yes. doing. Yes. Like, it, right. Because they have this King thing too, where they, mm-hmm. so it's a weird cultural thing, but not weird, but anyways. The respect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was great, but they needed to know. It was Jesus. It was Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So God told me first. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when I was still. So I have like a uh, the gift of prophecy, but the mm-hmm. Lord was just starting to show me that back then. Mm-hmm. And I remember telling Brian, I thought we were going to go back to the States. And he called me Lot's wife. <laughs> <laughs> he called me, for those of you who don't know, yeah. Lot's wife, when they were called out. Looked back at the place and then became sand, uh, salt. A pillar of so salt. She, That's right. God killed uh-huh. her. You know, mm-hmm. and this is from the man that you really love sitting under his teaching. It's the hardest to take. Like, you're like, wait, are I you know. my pastor or I my know. husband I right know. now? You know, Because my husband, I'm not liking really, very much, but I do like my pastor. It you know? hurt. It really did hurt. But oh, at the yeah. same time, like, I was still learning my giftings, too. Right. And how to be confident in them. And right. I had no idea how mm-hmm. to do it. And I didn't know. Maybe I was being Lot's wife. Right. You know? I was like, right. I don't know. So, yeah, it took some time to pray. But God, as wives, we learned that most of the time I can't use my prophetic gift on him because God's got to show him. That's right. That's I'll, right. That you can pray yes. until God shows yeah. him. Exactly. Hearing whatever prophecy God's giving you is very important and being in tune with that. But sh- when to share. Absolutely. 
Same thing with discernment. Mm -hmm. Same thing. I mean, these gifts cannot just be blurted. Mm -hmm. They have Mm -hmm. to be Mm -hmm. exercised. I think that's why they say exercise. Oh, you know, because it has to. There's a time. Yes, yes. To exercise it in a time that you know, I'm not going around doing jumping jacks all the time. You know, yeah, yeah. There's a time. So you move back. So we move back. Yep. So God showed Brian, and we moved back. And at that point, we were asking the Lord kind of where we were going to go next. God's always shown us the next right place. Um, we didn't know that we were church planters yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we just knew we were missionaries and had mm-hmm. a call to go places. So we came back, and so the kids were five, nine, and ten, and it was Easy. really hard. Yeah, it was. It was uh, the ten-year-old was really actually he was eleven because we were mm-hmm. there when he was one. It was really really hard for him. He really loved Uganda. The girls thought America was. Um, Disneyland and McDonald's. Right, right. Little did they know they had to go to school. And right, right. So, but Brian got um, a job um, at Maranatha Chapel in uh, North San Diego County with Pastor Ray Bentley. Mm-hmm. Um, he was our pastor for those three years. He was mm-hmm. just incredible. They welcomed Such us. Such a love. And, yeah. And Vicki, his yeah, wife, too. Yeah. They were just. He's also a Vicki Bentley. Yes, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. I love All her the too. Bentleys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both the Vicki Bentleys have been in yes. my life for my life. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so. We, um, Brian was there for, we were there for three years and I learned how to be an American again. It was very hard mm-hmm. coming back. You, you don't know. And especially back then they didn't have, I don't know, counseling or care so mm-hmm. much. I didn't know right. how to get it. And, right. um, coming back, you, you look like you belong, but on the mm-hmm. outside, right. I mean, on the inside, mm-hmm. I couldn't order at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. I couldn't mm-hmm. grocery shop. I was translating things from U.S. dollar into Ugandan shilling to try to figure out if it wow. was expensive or not. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so, but the kids were great. They were at the Maranatha, they were at Maranatha Christian School. And so um, they were safe and doing really well. And um, so at that point, we started the a college ministry, the college ministry at Maranatha. We, we were just like, we're clearly, we're not used to just doing easy things. We right. always are looking for something hard. Right. I don't know what's wrong with us. But yeah. So then how did you end up in New Zealand? So New Zealand was aft, right after, so after Maranatha, we felt called to go plant somewhere. Mm-hmm. We weren't sure, and we were praying and asking God where. Pastors at Maranatha were like, what's wrong with you? You have a salary mm-hmm. here. Why do you That's want right. to go anywhere, right? right. Like, I don't know. We're church planters or something. We don't know. So God ended up showing us that we ended up moving back up to my hometown in Bellingham, Washington. Wow. And mm-hmm. planted a church there. So we were there for four years before New Zealand. So um, we uh, planted the church there. Um, Bellingham was a really, really dark, spiritually dark place. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, why are you going to go there? Because um, it's mm-hmm. dark. That's where mm-hmm. we go. That's where we're needed. Mm-hmm. We shine bright mm-hmm. in those dark mm-hmm. places. Yeah. And I'm finding, uh, you know, the United States, these places, you know, because we think of the United States as Shangri-La and there are a lot, lot who are, of people who are convinced this is a Christian country. And you're like, mm. oh, no, mm-hmm. the darkness and even the paganism mm-hmm. is getting pretty, pretty yeah. strong. Yeah. So you go up to Bellingham, mm-hmm. you plant the church. How long yep. were you there? Four years. Okay. Yep. Wow. And Four then... Years. Yeah. New Zealand. Yeah. How did this happen? Yeah. New Zealand. I really didn't think we would ever go back overseas. Again. Actually, that's not true. I I didn't think we'd go back overseas again with teenagers. That yeah. was really hard. <laughs> so we ended up, we had been missionaries with some friends in Uganda. They moved to New Zealand okay. and they were pastoring a church in the 
like Bush of New Zealand. Not mm-hmm. the Bush. Actually, it's not the Bush. Sorry, Doug and Destiny, if you listen to this. Tower yes. It's not the Bush. It's absolutely beautiful. It's, but it's definitely like us. Were they in rural. Auckland or Christchurch? No. Which one? Uh, they're in Tauranga. Okay. Tauranga. Right. Yeah, right. It's beautiful. So beautiful. Mm-hmm. We were in Auckland. Mm-hmm. So Brian was talking to him one day and he knew that the Calvary Auckland pastor wanted to retire and was mm-hmm. looking for a pastor. So Brian was like, sure, give him, have him give me a call. I didn't know any of this was happening. I didn't want to move again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways, it's okay. Though. It's good. I loved my life in Bellingham. Um, and I didn't want to leave our son. We'd, it had meant leaving our son behind mm-hmm. too. So. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's really yeah, difficult. Really so mm-hmm. that happened fast. That was in February and we were in New Zealand by October. Wow. Yeah. So we told the church and it's always hard. Absolutely. We, we love mm-hmm. our church. We love the churches. But mm-hmm. now the church we're at right now, guys, don't worry. We're never leaving unless God says, but we're never. Yeah. <laughs> we have a track record now, right? So yes. whatever church we're at, yes. we're like, are you going to leave? Yes. No. I think Brian no. and I have yeah. a track record I too. I so I understand. Sorry, so New Zealand. What, yeah. So we were in New Zealand. Yeah. What do you think of life in New Zealand? Um, it is a beautiful place. It is. Um, it's gorgeous. It's, yeah, it's so beautiful. The thing that was hard for me is Kiwis are have a very chill personality. Mm-hmm. And my husband, Brian, has a very chill personality. So he was great. Mm-hmm. Me, I have the biggest personality. And I always felt like I had to be shushing myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I always felt like I needed to be quiet. And our church didn't make me feel that way. No. Our church, yeah. oh man, the people that were there welcomed us so much. And they were so excited to have us. And we just got to bring love and life back to that church. It was so great. The church grew again. And it was, uh, I loved being there. But it was really hard on our teenagers. Yep. So, and I left one. So I grieved mm-hmm. one, yep. one left behind here, but mm-hmm. he was great. He did great. Um, and then, um, yeah, I, ministry was really great there, but life is not the way it is. Mm-hmm. You go places, ministry is really awesome and mm-hmm. life is hard. And, you know, um, it's, I think one of the things in every culture is you have to figure out what's my in to talk to people mm. and begin to share about Jesus, mm. you know? Oh, so, yeah. like, when we lived in England, it was like, okay, what's my in? Mm. And I remember when we first moved to England, I didn't want to talk because I thought they'd recognize my accent. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And not like me. And you blend same thing in, in New Zealand. on the outside right. as soon as you talk, right? Or as soon as you try to flip a switch, everything yeah. doesn't work quite right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And in the electricity is different, which yeah, is yeah. not a big thing. But yeah, I was yeah. like, what's my in? Yeah. And I found out my in was actually talking. Mm. And yeah, yeah, when yeah. I would talk, they'd say, oh. You're American. Oh, you're American. Yeah. What are you doing here? Yeah. minute I said I'm a pastor's wife, they're yeah. like, oh, what's that? Oh, you like to talk. Can I talk to you? Ah, and so all these women nice. would want to just open up and tell me oh. everything to the point where my teenagers at the time would be like, if we were on a bus, they'd be like, don't let mom sit next to somebody. Anybody. She'll be involved in we're a conversation. We're never going to get out of here. We'll never, right. <laughs> and it would happen all oh, the time. But so not, good. it was like I finally got that in. Yeah. And so in New Zealand, yeah. you know, there's that. And I, I, I don't I don't want to say because it's not physical because we can make the physical adjustments. Mm. It's like the spiritual adjustment. Mm. Like yeah. what's my opening? So how mm. long were you in New Zealand for? We were just there for two years. Two actually, years. Shorter than so what you're we'd planned. just getting your yeah. end. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We'd, uh, and COVID hit after our COVID first year. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah, COVID yep. hit after our first year. And two of our kids were at the Bible College in Marietta. Right. And we had one with us in New Zealand still. And mm-hmm. um, and COVID, we didn't have an out no. when it came. Yeah. Nobody knew what this is. I remember yeah, yeah. going to the doctor because I had had emergency surgery. Mm. And the doctor said to me, there's no end to this. Mm. And I'm like, oh, I know. What? Yeah. So 
we don't know what the future yeah. is going to be. And, you know, it's it's weird when your whole nation goes into lockdown. Yeah. And it New was Zealand, weird. And, and New, New Zealand, Zealand was worse. But very lockdown. We couldn't leave right. like a, a mile from our houses at right. times. Um, right. And they weren't uh, letting anyone in? No, no. So they closed. Or, so my right. teenager, my kids couldn't come. And if I left, I couldn't uh, go back. Mm-hmm. But do we leave just because things are hard? Right. Is our call? What, what, that would was, have been so trying. Yeah, yes. exactly. So you know what I listened to a lot on my walks was a lot of Joyful Life. I listened to a lot of Kay Smith. <laughs> I did. All right, yeah, right, I went right. back. I don't know. I needed yeah. to go back to some of those. Yeah. Like, it was so good. And listening to some of her Bible studies from back then, it was funny because she was just teaching those through the 70s. And actually, through you were getting engaged or I married. Was. Yeah, yep. it was so yep. sweet. I love it. But um, they were. it was a very tumultuous time then mm-hmm. too so even mm-hmm. though those teachings were 40 years yeah ago, i yeah. don't know yeah. they really they met me right Over where 50 i was years, yeah. yeah it really met me right where i was so yeah it was a time where i just had to surrender to the lord and um you know ask him you know do we leave because it was hard we stayed another year mm-hmm. we stayed another year and the lord released it was i would say he released us mm-hmm. you know and i was patient because brian didn't want to leave if we weren't supposed to i didn't want to leave if we neither of us did. right we do what god right living life the way God wants you to That's is right. the best life. And you know what? God sets the time parameters. Yeah. And mm-hmm. even though we think, oh, and you feel like a failure, even when we came back from England, because yeah. you know, we had to, my oh, father exactly. kept saying, you have to come yes, back, yes, you have to come yes, back. Yes, and we're yes. like, oh, we were just shy of four years. Yes. And we were like, we That's didn't want to leave. I know. I mean, our hearts are still like, we don't want to leave. We love you. Yes. Um, so I know that feeling because yeah. all of a sudden you're starting, you're kind of getting in your groove and mm-hmm. this thing. But again, too, the people aren't even allowed to come to church at yeah. that point. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, why are we yeah. here? Yeah, yeah. If the people can't come to church yeah. and our kids are over there. Yes, yeah. And that's the and way yeah, the Lord sometimes yeah, we moves. we still had this little flock, though. Yeah. Uh-huh. There was still like people wanted and they were hungry. So we were doing a lot of online stuff. Mm-hmm. And actually, New Zealand stayed open since we closed so hard. We didn't have COVID for a long time. We went back mm. to life as normal mm-hmm. for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then they slowly started opening up. And then, I mean, it was just inevitable mm-hmm. what was going to happen. So um, there was this young pastor, um, um, Jordan Walsh, do you know the Walshes? Yes. Very well. Yes. So English. He had, yes. Of course we yes. Know yes. English with an American accent. That's right. Well, was, Jordan, yeah, right, Jordan, right, yeah, right, right. Raised by uh, American Bible college students. Um, but yeah, so he was a Brian's assistant pastor at that time, 28. And I was like, Brian, he, I knew. I was like, babe, he's the one. He mm-hmm. is, you know. And so um, he was like, no, don't. He was so yes. sad. No, I'm not ready, yeah. Brian, yeah. please. We're like, buddy, you're ready. It's okay. Yes. You're going to be okay. Yeah. And he had his parents' support. So oh, absolutely. You know. 100%. Um, Gwen and Mark are just incredible. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So that was our very first time leaving somewhere, not knowing where we were going to go mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. So we came back to the States at that point, not wanting to church plant again. Mm-hmm. We, Ryan, you, it's how many people... You church planted again? Because we did. We're in Florida now, and we mm-hmm. have another church plant. We're about two years into a church plant there. Um, yeah, we had no clue we were going to church plant again. We and really Florida is a to. different culture, too. Florida is very much. I what, love it, though. Yeah, what people it. don't realize is that every state in the United States has a specific so, culture. It's it's almost like going to a different country. It really is. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk about finding your in, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Florida is definitely its own. The thing about Florida people, though, they are just who they are. Yep. And I just, that, mm-hmm. they're not trying to be anything. Here in California, mm-hmm. everyone's trying to be something. You right. Know, Florida, sometimes I'm like, ah, Florida people, could you try to be a little bit, you know, put yeah. some clothes on a little bit? <laughs> yeah. So now, yeah. Um, where are you in Florida? Yeah, so we're south of Tampa Bay. Okay. Okay. Yep. We're south of Tampa Bay, um, about an hour 
Mm, that was, God sent us, Brian was like, no, we're not church planning. No, we're not church planning. Someone offered us a salary for a year. Oh my goodness. Oh, his Lord brother, just opens the door. His brother came to as our worship leader. So wow. A couple that we went to Bible college with came from um, Colorado. Um, we, a random friend from San Diego happened to move there. She's our children's minister. It was just wow. like we had this complete dream team. And wow. So yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a, a Definitely a work of faith again, but mm-hmm. now where are your children? Are they with oh, you? Oh man, or? my kids. Yeah, oh, they bless us so much. So our oldest is 22, and he works full time for a mission organization in Merritt Island on the other side of Florida. It's okay. Teen oh, missions. Close. Yes. Yeah, Teen Missions International. He's a full time missionary with them. He's engaged, and he'll be getting married in August. Wow. So yeah. Sweet. My 21 year old daughter. She's been married for two years. Wow. She got married. Very young, but hey, we can't say anything either. She met the Bible College also, who met this yes. young man. So they do our youth ministry at our Excellent. Church. Excellent. And then our youngest just graduated high school. Oh, crazy. So it goes yeah, so fast. It really did. I, Lynn, thank you so much oh. for telling your story because I love, you know, here you go to Bible college with no expectations. Mm-hmm. The Lord captures your heart and it's there that He's He started you on the circuitous. Um, and I want to say, like, uh, it seems circuitous root of your life so far, but it's really what happens when you're when your hands are open yeah, to the Lord, the best. and you say, "Lord, you know, not my will, but Your will be will be done." Mm-hmm. I'll go wherever you say, mm-hmm. and the Lord has made you at home, which I like. Mm-hmm. Whether it's you know Southern California or Bellingham, mm-hmm. or it's in. Um, Uganda, mm-hmm. or it's in um, New Zealand, or it's in Florida. Many places. <laughs> it's wherever the Lord has. So thank you, listeners, for joining us. And until next week, may God richly bless you. Thank you for listening to Women Worth Knowing with Cheryl Broderson and Robin Jones Gunn. For more information on Cheryl, visit CherylBroderson.com or follow her on Instagram or Facebook. For more information on Robin, visit RobinGunn.com or follow her on Instagram or Facebook. Join us each week for a lively conversation as we explore the lives of well-known and not-so-well-known historical and contemporary Christian women. If you think there is a woman worth knowing, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at w wk at cccm.com. We hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Make sure you rate us on your podcast app, subscribe, and share it with a friend. Thank you again for listening to Women Worth Knowing with Cheryl Broderson and Robin Jones Gunn. Women Worth Knowing is a production of Calvary Chapel Costa Mesa.